evening everyone. There's a book I'm reading at the moment which I made reference to I think the last Sarsenko we were were doing which is called um, 12 Rules for Living or 12 Rules for Life and it's written by um, Jordan Peterson who's a um, psychologist in Canada um, who's became um, very well known just this year um, uh, even though it's been around a long time as a result of this book and it's making an impression on a lot of people <clears throat> by coincidence he actually happen- happens to be um, speaking tonight in Chatswood and uh, he's doing an Australian tour um, and uh, he struck a chord with a lot of people, including me. His book really resonates with me as well. And interestingly enough, without him necessarily int- intentionally doing so, um, there's a lot of um, young men who've actually been very, very um, inspired and taken by his writing, and it really speaks to them, who feel like they've um, really turned their life around or beginning to turn their life around as a, re- as a result of what he's teaching. And if I could um, just very simply state um, what his message is through the book all through those 12 different rules, it's basically take responsibility for your life. That's, ba- that's, that's the essential thing that comes through all the pages. And uh, it's, not a, it's not a pop psychology book um, at all it's it's got depth to it and complexity and it's drawing on ancient traditions mainly western you know mainly it's speaking more from a, a, a western Christian tradition not a Buddhist tradition at all um, and uh, although I don't think he would consider himself a Christian but that's the context and the archetypes that he draws on and uh, uh, it's a book that I would recommend reading. I haven't finished it yet, I'm about three quarters of the way through, but I presume the rest will be very good. And um, I wanted to take up one of his <coughs> rules for life, which is, you know, um, there in, in many different forms in different spiritual traditions and it's in our precepts, which is um, speak the truth um, and at least don't lie. Mm-hmm. And uh, he uh, talks about how there was a point in his own life where he stood back and really examined how his own mind was working. And uh, like we do in, in Sarsim, where we're observing what actually comes up in the mind and what it spins out. And... Um, and was uh, disturbed to see that just about everything he thought about was a lie Mm -hmm. and was deceitful and was putting a spin on things, you know, and to use our terminology, you know, it was all about maintaining the self-centred dream in some way. And he uses this lovely um, symbol. Uh, I remember seeing it somewhere, um, but it's a, a, maybe Egyptian, I'm not sure, but it's a pyramid a big pyramid like that with a with an eye above it mm-hmm. and he was using that as a symbol that it's like all of our thoughts and emotions and so on are like a competing 
pyramid trying to you know be at the top of the pyramid and outside of the pyramid is this eye that just watches everything that happens Mm -hmm. and uh, that's that was his metaphor for looking at himself as just whatever arose in the mind this is all-seeing eye that never closed its its eye and just observed accurately like a mirror what was there going through his head and he stayed with it and he stayed with it and he stayed with it so you could see this as a kind of a a, like a spiritual kind of um, turning point for this man who wanted to um, really look into um, what it is to be authentic in our life and that's our practice too and that's why um, Zazen in itself is a methodology for doing that um, for discerning what is actually authentic that we're experiencing and what is just fabricated Mm -hmm. and like I said before it's usually fabricated to keep our own little dream going in some kind of way and one of the insights that, that comes to us through Zen practice, through doing this and taking up the precept of speaking truthfully, being truthful, is, and many people have said to, this to me in their, in their own different ways through, through Daisan, um, and it's, it's very different to experience this rather than just to say it. And that is simply that when you really are there at, at point by point momentary awareness of what is going through your spinning mind you realize much more clearly that you've got a choice as to whether you invest in it or not at every moment you have a choice as to whether you invest in the story or you don't invest in the story you've got no choice about whether um, anger arises or resentment arises or disappointment arises whatever it might be there's no choice about those things coming up but the choice point for us in practice all the time is okay they're coming up but am I going to choose to invest it like we said in the reading tonight you know am I going to invest in the dream and keep it going in the emotion or am I going to go ah well resentment's coming up that's interesting we'll look at that and we'll look at all the different ways that my mind wants to spin thoughts to justify the resentment Mm -hmm. And then when we do that, we, we feed it, we give it oxygen, we, we spin a bigger web. You know? And if we have no mindfulness at all, we spin the web over days and months and even years until that becomes our being. You know? It's one of the things that the Buddha said is that we, we become what we think. Mm-hmm. And, um, and we can invest in that aspect of our life or we can, we can invest in, in the truth of what is. That's the choice that's always facing us as human beings. And if I think of... He gave examples from his own life, family life, and, and his own professional life. They're just little things that happen in everyday life where you could kind of fluff your way around things you know, it doesn't really cause much harm, but you kind of fluff your way around it. And it's not really saying what is true. And people probably know it's not true at some level and pick it up. Um, but I'll give an example from my life. Years ago in Melbourne, where I used to be invited down to the um, Buddhism and psychotherapy um, uh, 
workshops that they used to, to do over a w- which would be over a week and I'd have to um, uh, present a new workshop every day just about so there's a lot of work in it and and when you're presenting things people want to come up to you during the morning tea time and lunch time and talk to you and so on which is fine um, but I had another workshop to to, to prepare for you know, and I found myself trying to politely say to people, look, I, I need to stop talking now because there's someone else I need to talk to or I need to do this and that. And then I reflected on it and what I was teaching and I thought, no, you're not telling the truth. That's, that's not the truth. And so it's like, well, what is a way of telling the truth in a way that's not harmful to people, Do you know, that, that it actually makes you feel authentic inside? Um, you're not actually not doing any harm to anyone. And so I just simply came up with the, um, with the words that were true for me when I was caught in a conversation that I wanted to get away from, is, is that, um, look, could I just pause you there because I really need some time out, you know, and I need to tie some time out for some quiet time and I need to prepare. And people go, oh, fine, you know, not a problem. <laughs> but that's what was truly going on, not me making up stories that oh, I had this to do. And that, and, and, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was rubbish. And and when when you find those those true words, they're, they're often they're often not offensive in any way kind of way. Mm-hmm. And to give you another example from my own experience, this actually happened in um, I think the first or second session I did with Joko when she used to come out to Australia, and that's where she introduced us to labelling practice, and and I spent. Um, a whole session um, being fascinated by um, my anger and and I recognised the insight that I came to um, at the end of that session was about um, 99% of my anger was about something that wasn't happening <laughs> yeah, yeah. so I was not only maybe things in the past but more than that, it was projected things into the future that I could get angry at, you know. Um, but it hadn't actually happened yet, you know, and probably were unlikely to happen. And um, that, that's a moment, it's a, not all insight is um, pleasant. You know. Like, that's not a pleasant insight to have that you're angry all of, you know, over nothing. But, but that's the kind of um, humbling experience that comes from insight. And go um, oh, oh, and um, but what what comes with the inside is to is to go back to what I said before is this this much more crystal clear understanding from your own experience that you've created you've fabricated your own lies because what I was doing in creating all those angry situations and so on is uh, I was I was spinning lies about justifying my anger. That's what I'm doing. You know? It's all lies, it's all just fabrication, you know, it's but, but I can, I, you know, when you're in it, you can, when you're in that dream, it's like, yeah, yeah, but I can justify it for this reason and that reason. You know? And then you just, for a moment, you just see through the whole fabrication that you've created. And once you've seen it like that, it's not as though you'll never go back into doing it again. Um, but you've, you've seen it for what it is, you know, and it's very hard 
it's much harder to delude yourself, although we're all pretty good at doing it if we really <laughs> put our minds to it. And we all do fall back into being deluded again. Um, but remember that you, you, you recognise that every moment of practice is that choice point, you know, to go back to what Jordan um, is saying. Is, is, are you going to be responsible for this in this moment or not? Yeah. That's, that's the question that faces us. And, it, and it's the question that faces us, not over um, the everyday ramblings and spinnings of our mind, um, but he, he addresses the broader issues of morality in life too, and he's particularly, he's particularly disturbed and interested in how people create belief systems that allow them to um, tor- torture and murder and oppress other people, which have happened continuously through um, human history. Um, in particular, he's interested in you know, the more current examples of the, the Holocaust and in um, uh, Russia, you know, in Pol Pot and in Maoist China, and how we, we turn our own ideas um, into totalitarian absolutes. You know, that what I'm thinking now is true um, just because I thought it, and, uh, and it's it's totally true, mm-hmm. and um, and there's no idea that thinking pro- progresses, do you know, or political ideas progress or something like that. It's like what I now know now is right, and that's that's the mind of a dictator, you know, and that's the mind in all of us, the dictator in all of us that leads to oppression of others. So there's big there's big moral issues in this as well as the the day to day stuff of everyday life but but that is at the core of of recognizing you know if you're going to be a responsible human being or not is whether whether you you're going to be ready to make that that choice of what you're investing in rather than justifying what you're doing or blaming others which is a very very common one that happens these days it's always someone else's fault what I'm feeling the Buddha's teaching is, is, is consistent with what this man is talking about because it's, it's at the core of, of the Buddha's teaching that we generate our own suffering. We don't generate the circumstances of our life that, that came to us, but we, we generate the suffering uh, in terms of uh, how we meet it, or we, whether we meet it with truth or we don't meet it with truth. So anyway, um, you read the book if you're interested and you'll make your own mind up too. It's in, in some ways it's a little bit, um, I, I, it really does resonate with me very deeply, um, but in some ways it's got a little bit of a muscular Christianity self-help kind of feel to it, um, but, but it's really substantial. <laughs>